to episode 11 of the Bonfire Banter podcast and this is an interesting one for me and Dean as we've got a guest. I'll introduce ourselves first and then we'll introduce our guest. It's me, aka Bonfire Cherry and my co-host Dean. I'm Dean from Digi Weapons Hortensy. And our guest for this episode and the next episode is... Sydney, and I am captain of the Craft Fantastic. Yeah, a craft business that... Captain of industry. Captain of, yeah, that's me. Thank you for being our first guest. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. For this episode, we're Dean went on a bookbinding trip to Prague recently, so he's going to he's going to be talking about that. I did. And after some questions, we're going to talk to Jenny about a business and about bookbinding because she does that as well, and see what goes on from there. But before we go into that, I do some shout outs for Vanessa Kimball and the Sourdough School. Vanessa and the Sourdough School are customers of Bonfire Cherry and have been very supportive during the past week or. So I've been producing some really awesome hand-printed liner-cup tote bags for them. So I thought I'd give them a shout as a way of saying thanks for the support over the years. The Sourdough School is an international centre of research and educational. They are deep, deeply passionate. I can assure you they are deeply passionate about empowering people to bake bread that is delicious. I've been told they have booked up for this year. So they don't have any space until early next year. So keep checking out their website, sourdough.co.uk for more information about their courses for the new year about themselves and for Vanessa Kimball she released a book earlier this year called The Sourdough School The Groundbreaking Guide to Making Gut Friendly Breads which you can find on sites such as Amazon I can, I can honestly say it's great being friends with her she's a very enthusiastic and an amazing lady a new business that has opened in Northampton recently called Vintage Guru yeah Vintage Guru is a brand new place that is open on St Giles' Street in Northampton that brings together vintage items such as clothing records and household art items alongside upcycled and handmade items all under one roof they have got their own website more about them on facebook and on instagram as well and that's all the shout outs for this week and i'll move on to dean who's going to talk about his trip to Prague. yeah so i've got interest in bookbinding as someone who's kind of a hobbyist notebook i guess affectionado is if you want to put it that way i care about the details and the things i use on an everyday basis so i'm a little bit fussy and it's quite quite a rabbit hole to go through it can vary greatly with pricing too so you can just spend something like 30p or however much it is on a basic notebook but you can also go into a very big much bigger price range quite a while ago i decided i might as well just start making my own notebooks because over time how i go through them and the cost it makes sense to just make them myself so that's how i start to get interested in that typically I have just been staple binding them. I was having a quick look around just to see if I can find one. But yeah, it's basically, I'll describe it. it Fit of mind. It's a... Uh, well, even if you could find it, you wouldn't even have to describe it in the end, wouldn't you? Yeah. Go to the show notes and you'll see, basically. It's a, a craft notebook, which is a staple bound. It's... It, it is basically just what I wanted it to be. It's got some minor design details I've put in and it's good, but it's got some limitations with things like laying flat and also there's other disadvantages to it. So I've decided I want to make nicer notebooks. I've been learning how to bookbind. Talk about techniques. Well, what else, what else did you do in Prague while you were there? I did a tour of the city. It was pretty interesting. I went around the old town, the new town. I saw some of the churches, cathedrals. I went up the... I keep calling it... It's not really mountainous so much. It's, it's more like a big hill. But yeah, but, uh, yeah, I went to Prague Castle and... Where is Prague? In, in the Czech Republic. Oh. I don't like calling it the Czech Republic, apparently. I wouldn't just call it Chechnya, I think. 
Should we move on to some questions or do you want to talk about... I could talk about bookbinding all day, yes. so... <laughs> Very interested to know what you did on your course. Really. Yeah, I'm learning there's different styles of bookbinding. So I did Coptic bookbinding. Oh, yeah. You can tell I'm a beginner, but this is what I made, basically. Oh, that's really good. Thanks. Yeah, it's adequate. Yeah, cool. <laughs> a yes from an expert, Dean, you should be honest. <laughs> they are very good notebooks. Thank you. Yeah, it is good. Coptic stitch is, I think, really nice one to try and do to get a really interesting effect because I mean if you don't know what it is it's like a it's like yeah. a chain stitch chain stitch chain stitch that you do along the spine so you can actually see the spine the stitching on the spine so it's really I don't know it's just really effective yeah and I think it's nice to have a few different techniques under your belt yeah but yeah I've been trying to learn a few different techniques so I've also been learning this technique of what do you call it French stitching or oh yeah it's basically the kind of technique you see most hardback books yeah. use yeah. to make them yeah, so it's just, just yeah. my mind's gone blank as and to what to what the technical term yeah. is, but yeah, yeah, it's basically stitching together a, a text block, which th you'd then put a hard cover yeah. on if you you wanted to. Yeah. But I suppose that's the tricky thing, isn't it? Getting the doing the stitching on the like I'm used to sewing, so for me, you're pretty much just sewing paper together, and I'm. But if you're not used to sewing, then I don't no, know. I'm maybe not. you are used to sewing. Yeah. So there you this go. is my second attempt. Um, I've got a hard cover. First one I did, I made around somewhere. But yeah, I was never, I was never good at sewing. I yeah. want to get good at sewing so I can make my own tote bag. So it'd be a lot cheaper than buying. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh yeah. Funny if yeah, sewing is going to be one of my answers to one of the questions actually. So coming up in, in the question. Yeah, segment. I remember some people thinking I should probably just um, use a sewing machine to do the binding with, but I'm not quite sure how it work out. I mean, I know if you go just with regular sewing, if you try different textiles, then for jeans, for example, you'd need something a bit more heavy duty. I I I can't see it really working out very well personally. And definitely not one like you buy from well, like, uh, got Argos or something like that. Yeah, you're, you're especially if you've got more than a few sheets. Yeah, that's the thing. People do do machine stitch ones, but it tends to be just like the single, like single section notebooks, so like nothing very thick, just like a slim volume and things. A company I worked at the start of the year, they made like um, notebook, yeah, reminder books, um, calendar books, whatever they're called. Yeah, they, they did not quite a lot of book binding things. They use quite a lot of machines. I think sometimes they use by hand, other times they use the machines, I remember correctly. Again, that was at this, that's at the start of the year. I'm trying, I can't remember what happened last week. There's my bit. So how many uh, kind of techniques do you use? Do you tend to just kind of stick to one or do you vary them a bit? I tend to vary. Yeah. I started off doing sort of single section notebooks because I thought they're the easiest kind. And then I did like the Coptic stitched ones because there's less kind of, it's kind of a bit easier because you don't have a spine to attach or anything. Yeah. And I've done a few hardbacks. Yeah. Hardbacks are I quite tricky it. actually, but I think I've kind of almost got the hang of them now. And I quite like doing leather journals as well. You don't have to cover any like the front and back boards that don't have a hard cover so you just literally sew the paper into the leather through the leather and it looks good pretend that i'm showing you a picture and you can go oh, yeah look yeah that use does that looks good oh yeah <laughs> i can imagine use our imagination can you use our imagination yeah 
Yeah. Maybe you've got examples on your website, which we'll link to in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes where you can find on the great shows, iTunes and Google Podcast. Even though you both listen to at least on one of them if you listen to this. So they're... I've got a confession to make. I've not really been checking what you put on the post on the Bonfire Che website. Do you ever, do you just link to the, the great shows or do you? I'm, I, I mainly just do it through, um, I only, I only like mention it in my um, weekly blog post now. I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, so that way it's, it doesn't confuse everybody that um the show notes so the show notes are only in the three places and and that, and that. so i mean yeah, just it doesn't make more yeah sense. so it's only like i think it's only the one and two i think it's only the first and the second episode of my website but i only like mention them like this like this one does be mentioned in my 136 cherry post when it because this will be published by then by the time this goes out hopefully yeah, one theme I thought was kind of interesting, which I've been thinking about lately, is also how we can use what we do to try and overdo good or to do better with either helping causes or trying to have less impact on the environment or help the community. And this thread, it's kind of started with when we went to the plump partridge, me and Matt, and I noticed with the cappuccinos, a, we're using it as a format to promote donating organ donation. With the chocolate sprinkles, I can't remember what it said now, was it I do or something? Yeah, it basically sounds almost like a marriage proposal. Oh, yeah, say I do. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if someone got the wrong end of the stick. Yeah, I thought that. that. <laughs> yeah, and had a little uh, card with sources too. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, and I've got the picture of the time, but obviously you took the picture on your phone of the thing, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And you'll see it in the show notes. As you can't be asked to find it at the moment. Yeah. I suppose even yeah, if you well, did, again, you would be well, describing it. It works very good on this. <laughs> <laughs> and this has also got me thinking more a bit about how we use materials. When I was doing the yeah. bookbinding thing in Prague, I noticed that I was, they encouraged me to just different kinds of, I'm not sure how you would describe it. It's almost like junk journaling, if you know about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't really go too much into it like this, but it does actually add a bit of a nice touch to have um, like a, I don't know, like a page of a map somewhere or something like that. I never really actually und- quite understood it at first. I kind of just thought, well, it's a notebook, you write in it and you put bits of junk in, like main leaflets and whatever, which I didn't quite get it, but now I kind of get it now. But also, I've also been thinking more about just the materials that would normally go to waste, like boxes. I can, I've been thinking, actually, I can use them as covers and especially yeah. if you're going to just say make a hardback you're not ever going to really know the difference once it's actually a finished product because even if it's like thin card you can just glue them together to make thick cards so it doesn't have to be kind of virgin material like the thick grey board eskimo board whatever you yeah prefer to yeah have. that's it yeah i try and do that quite that's something that i try and do in my book binding actually is use upcycled materials i don't like buying new things i I love buying new paper actually but i try not to as much as i can so i'll often use like old maps as covers you haven't gone to any hunt around for any stuff there not yet because i've got more stuff than i can use (laughs) and i'm scared that if i go i'll just won't be able to get into my room anymore Yeah, while I'm still practicing, I've been, I work for print companies. Oh, so that's handy. I've been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been getting some bits of junk from them to test on, <laughs> to experiment on. We should have called our podcast the, the Print and the Print Brothers or something like that. You do, uh, you work in a print company, I'm a printmaker. <laughs> yeah. It gets a bit varied, what I do. <laughs> for yourself, how do you kind of, what's your process for coming up with ideas for different kind of themes and techniques? I generally just 
to be honest, look at what materials I've got because, like I say, I try and reuse materials that I've got to hand. So people keep giving me like yeah. leather offcuts and like leather coats and bags that they don't want anymore. And I'll just get, I'll see, I'll be going through my materials and I'll see like a piece of leather that I think that'll go really good with that map or that paper and then it'll just go from there really. And I'll kind of make a book based on the materials that I have to hand. Which is quite nice, I think. I think. I think it can help encourage a lot yeah. more creativity in a way yeah. because you're constrained to working with what you have and you can be a bit more kind of innovative with how you yeah. go about things. Yeah, exactly. Just, I think yeah. it's compared to just going with something off the shelf. In one way, it can give you more options. With design, it's probably better to work more with constraints because you know exactly what you've got to do. You you have less options and so you've got to think about option. Well, you've basically got to think of crap out of your options with it. So yeah. try and get the most out of them using what you have. So Yeah, I think that's how I work best really and it means that i end up with sometimes like weird covers with bits of leather that are a random shape on the front but then it means that everything that i do is like a one-off well not everything that i do is a one-off but like a lot of things i do i I can only make one or two of them makes it more unique to the customer i think so yeah so it's a question where you're getting you're getting something that you and nobody else can have yeah, I don't know if it is an open point necessarily but it is i think it was almost a selling point that it is unique because it's obviously not just a mass-produced thing, options to do that, but that's not really going to be what people would want necessarily. No, exactly. I mean, there's definitely a certain type of people that likes notebooks. Like, some people will see my notebooks. I remember at a craft fair once, and it was like, it was a very small notebook, but it was leather, you know, made with real leather and handbound, yeah. and it was £9, and they were like, £9? What? How can it be that much? And I was like because I made it with my bare hands and do you know what I mean and it's le- it's like genuine leather like where can you buy but then you go into the works and you can buy like a leatherish notebook for two pound or anything you know some people are always going to want that cheap option aren't yeah. they I think but yeah but even with Van Eyck Field Notes they, uh, their notebooks are probably made in the cheapest way possible almost but you spend like eight quid ish for like two or three notebooks so it's it's pretty different product, Joe, because you've got something you make that's handmade compared to something which is done on a more industrial scale. Yeah, we've got the first question is from Skip Hunter one two three or from Instagram. Um, do you prefer to have a script or do you do it free flown? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, normally, well, the, well this. Well, Skip Hunter, let me tell we you, we haven't given away already. <laughs> Well, the, 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 when we first started off, we didn't really have a script, um, but we slowly developed one, a rough plan at least. Well, with like the previous couple of episodes, we've like done a rough thing, what we're going to talk about. And me and Dino got our own notes that we shared with each other to go over. And then we just added stuff from there. This time round, so, so it's easier for the um, three of us to yeah, understand what we're talking about. I've kind of came a bit more of a script of what we're going to say and for different segments, essentially. So, yeah, at this point, but, really but, to, but, but to answer the question, I do prefer to have a script. <laughs> it's it's easier, but but I suppose it is fun having it free phone at times because it well it makes it more fun. Yeah, at this point, I'm trying to well, we're trying to work a bit more on our production, but yes. 
it's not enough slow. Yeah, it's not entirely kind of structured. It, it makes it makes the but podcast yeah. more less, less, uh, more enjoyable. Yeah, I'm trying to get something more in between, really, because I think it, it does work better if we can if we're not too constrained. As does often happen with me, if I get a sudden year block, it's too easy to kind of know where you're going with it. Because if you're trying to make a point, I think it's easier to work more of a structure because you know what you're supposed to be doing and it's easier to go from point A to point B to point C rather than just do it more freeform but at the same time I think being a little bit more kind of freeform can have a certain amount of charm to it you can it can be more entertaining but we definitely need to go something a bit more in between yeah I think it's a bit like with the the craft we mentioned. It can work better if you've got constraints, but you obviously don't want to constrain yourself too much. I do half and half. I do one segment far on the strips and the second segment. Yeah, and I th- definitely. I think for us also, we have been talking about meeting up a week before we actually do the podcast just to actually talk about what we're thinking about and to start building up a few points to talk about i think about just in terms of public speaking i've done a little bit of it in the past what you shouldn't be doing is just reading from your powerpoint presentation or just reading a script i see people perform best for both myself and just looking at other people how they work is to just really practice what we're talking about a lot of it just, just basically come down to preparation and whatever format you have to structure what you're doing it should be there to serve enhancing what you already have prepared and have to offer i think i don't know if that made sense i think things sound a bit more natural if they haven't got it it's good to have things like when i do videos like i have bullet points which are good because like if you like you say if you lose your thread then like the whole thing's just gone but yeah it sounds more natural if it's not too scripted i think yeah, yeah. I think like it serve more of one purpose if you learn a bit more I think about some, bo- some people would have understood it <laughs> and I think the last question is from Soul Man Man what I say is a really cool name that actually is his name um, <laughs> and from Facebook and um, it's more directly just at, just at me really um, why, why don't you brand your bags and search with your own logo yeah well, the bangs I do have like a Eindon logo on the outside, but I am someone we talking about earlier with sewing machines and whatnot. Um, I do want to eventually want to get good with it so I can sew my logo inside and do a, do some tote bags with just my logo on it. Yeah, so that can be my New Year's resolution for two, 2019. <laughs> Learn how to sew. <laughs> and I think... Um, that's it for this episode, don't you think? We've gone, gone a, yeah, you know, the thing where we're going, the other thing we're planning to go into, we could easily do that in the next episode. Yeah. So, um, back to the notebooks. If you want a free notebook, um, what Dean has made, if you are listening to this on iTunes and if you leave a review and one of the first five people to do so. Um, yeah, you receive a, uh, a notebook that Dean has made. Obviously, if you notify, um, notify us through Twitter or by emailing us at podcast at bonfirecherry.com, um, there's like a picture of you sent, um, writing the review and whatnot, um, because it takes a few days to appear on iTunes, then the notebook would be sent out to you. And don't forget to follow Bonfire Banter on Twitter if you're on there. And if you email us, if you've got any suggestions or any feedback, yeah. So I've been Matthew from Bonfire Cherry. You can find me on all the social networking sites at bon- and bonfirecherry.com. And the co-host Dean. 
Yep, I'm Dean Gibson from DG Web Consultancy. You can find me at Dean is me on Twitter. It's D E N E I S M E. And lastly, our guest. Yeah, me again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. Um, <laughs> um, so I have been Jenny and still am, in fact. From the craft of fantastic, yes, I don't know why yes. I said that. Um, changed, changed your <laughs> name all of a sudden. Yeah, so, but I'm, you can find me on, if you just search the craft of fantastic, I should pop up my logo's a little ship or an anchor. So, there you go. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Bye. Thanks a lot. Goodbye.